Helmets and Heels. <laughs> Brought to you by Underwood Jewelers. Yippee. On 1010XL, 92.5 FM. <laughs> Here's Donna Murphy, Lauren Brooks, Amanda Borges, and Blythe Brumleave. Well, ladies, I'm not going to call it an upgrade without Blythe, but Blythe is out this week. She, this is the first show that Blythe has ever missed since we wow. started Helmets and Heels. Yes. It only took me like two shows to leave. <laughs> you, you totally stole my next joke, oh, That's quite all right. No, yeah. It's her first show that she's ever missed. She's out in California. She actually supposedly is going to go or hopefully is going to go to Disneyland while she's out there. Nice. And so that way we'll get some stories next week from that. Um, I, by the way, have still never missed a show, which goes to show you one thing, that I don't have a life. <laughs> <laughs> or that I don't take any trips, at least. Were yeah, you, take were a you, vacation. Yeah. yeah. Were you miss um, perfect attendance in school? That's an excellent question. Um, I was not, but it, there's a really good reason why I was not. Every year, my parents took me out of school uh, just one day a year. It was the Friday of Florida's homecoming. That's right. And right, we went down and we did that whole thing. And so every year they called, I went to Catholic school, and so they called everyone who had perfect attendance up on the altar. And I would just sit in the pew and be like, well, <laughs> at least I had a bunch of fun. <laughs> That's right. And a bunch of bold peanuts. And look where all those people are now. Yeah, one was the valedictorian of my high school. Oh. And then went to Notre Dame. <laughs> But whatever. Who's but, counting? you know, my theory probably still works for a few others. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, and in addition to talking about those subjects that I just told Frank, uh, we also, very late in the show, will get into a little bit about our photo shoot. Yeah. Not too many details because the magazine, the Void magazine that uh, will feature us as a part of the Jaguars edition has not come out yet. Nope. But we will tell you a few of the good stories that we have yes, from this you past secret. weekend. For those of you listening, yes, we did another photo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yes, we were videotaped while pictures yeah. were being taken wait as well. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. How many photo shoots were done before I arrived? Only one. Oh, so this hey, well, is the one, second one. Let me, let me rephrase. One that was put actually like for just the show okay. done by the station. Mm -hmm. And that was in collaboration with the Jags. And then Jacksonville Magazine came and did an interview on us. But that was, that was, you know, their idea, not necessarily promoting the show. It was just okay. to feature us in the magazine. Cool. So this, yes. And then Donna, of course, was in Void as a swimsuit. Yes, she was. She was so... bearing it all. <laughs> well, almost, well, almost. all. <laughs> all right, ladies. A little bit more serious subject. Serious of a subject. Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. When the news broke, Amanda, that he was doing, obviously, some... There's been multiple stories now, but... When he was caught mm -hmm. the, just a day after DeAndre Johnson and punching someone. And, and really, the, to me, the worst part of it was the words that came out yeah. of his mouth. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people on our radio station have already kind of reiterated the story. But one of the lines that he said was, you know, wait a couple years and I'll be able to buy you. Right. What was the first thought that, that you had and what were your emotions when you, when you actually heard that story break? I was definitely absolutely disgusted um, for anyone to say those things to anyone, whether you are male or female, black, white, purple, I don't care. Um, you know, you just don't say those things to another human being. Um, this is all obviously the account coming from the victim. After the initial report came out, there have been multiple others that have said, hey, wait a second, um, I'm Dalvin Cook's lawyer and this is not true and this is not true. So now they're saying, you know, 
Some of the witnesses that they used weren't even there. The victim was very intoxicated. There were several football players there. Dalvin left before this happened. So now there's all this information out where we don't really know what happened. I obviously hope that he didn't do it, but he could have. We just don't know. Um, If he did, and we can prove that he did, he should definitely be kicked off the team. He should not be playing. Um, If he didn't do it, it's hard because... This is going to follow him around forever, just like it has with James Winston and with his criminal background that doesn't set up well at all for what's coming. Um, But it's interesting. And I think we're going to get into kind of the culture at Florida State and maybe what Jimbo can do. But, yeah, initially I was just disgusted. Well, and I saw that the arraignment was pushed back to September 2nd. So it really is going to leave kind of that black cloud over his position and the football team until they figure out, you know, really what happened or at least in the court of law what happened. And there is there or is there not surveillance of this? There is right now. There's now. now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Same thing. (laughs) Sentence reversed. (laughs) Right. That is correct. So, no, it, it happened outside of the bar. So I'm not sure if they had a camera set up four outside and they just haven't gotten that footage yet if someone has cell phone video nothing's come forward yet which makes me believe that there just isn't any video at all you would think that it would come come up by now but his lawyer is very adamant Dalvin Cook did not do this we are not going to take a plea deal we are going to prove that he is not guilty and then we are going to counter sue with civil charges what else will he say Exactly. So it's one of those things where at this point we don't know. We're just going off of what the victim said. Um, She picked him out of a lineup on social media. Her dad was one of the witnesses who wasn't even there. There were just weird. There are lots of weird things going on, whether he did or did not do it. It's just an interesting situation. When this news broke, my first reaction was, of course, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised anymore by anything that comes out. The only thing that I found interesting was Rick Ballou's take on it and how when the news first broke, it came from Mark Slareth, right? Uh, Schleybach. Schleybach. Yeah. The other Mark. Yep. And um, how no Tallahassee media member had this story. And to me, what he was saying, what I took from that, and he went on about it for a little bit, was that Tallahassee is still trying to cover up anything bad that happens at FSU. The media doesn't want anything bad. That's why they didn't have this information. They didn't have any of that. So <laughs> I I don't believe that this story would have come out if DeAndre Johnson didn't do what he did. I think this would have been covered up. If it happened, like you said, there's no surveillance, whatever. But I think this would have been covered up and we wouldn't have heard a peep. I don't. I, I would tend to like to believe that the police in Tallahassee, the police in Gainesville, and the police in Ann Arbor, Michigan, are all doing what the police in every other town that doesn't have a college football team are doing. That's what I'd like to believe, because hopefully, especially with all of the recent disturbances and domestic violence situations, I would hope that they are going to make sure that everyone's treated equally, regardless of whether you're a stud on the football field or not. That's what I my personal belief would like to to be until we get more information i don't want to condemn him like i can 100 percent condemn deandre regardless of what that woman said in the bar it doesn't matter you still don't you know punch someone just, i condemn him don't. for the story uh, that happened in 2014 though but yeah that's where i wanted to get to yeah. right yeah. so he was fined i think 500 dollars by the group that 
I guess the Humane Society based, not the Humane Society, but the group that it's protects like animal animals. control, right? Like kind that, of, yeah, yeah, in Tallahassee, because he had three under eight month old pit bull puppies chained together with no shelter and no water. You know, the first thing I thought of when this happened, Michael Vick. Michael Vick. The first thing I thought would be, that would have been smart, but the first thing I thought of <laughs> was Jessica Blaylock. I wish oh, Jessica yeah. Blaylock was on our show right now because we would just hand the microphone over to her for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, so I tried to channel my inner Blaylock mm-hmm. and this is what I came up with that Dalvin, regardless of what happened this past weekend, Dalvin should be chained and given no food, no water, and no shelter for as long as he had those pitbull puppies together. You need to scream it more. Yeah, you're right. I know. She, I'm kind of smiling because I'm I'm really trying to channel my inner playlock. But, um, yeah, she would be. That's how that's how she would react to this. And I think it's when you hear a story like that that you then the next bad thing you hear about someone you automatically assume that they're guilty. Right. If you will do that to a puppy, yeah, you will do that to a human being. Yeah, that that goes back to my point with what Rick was saying. None of this came out. None of this came out but until now that he has supposedly gotten in trouble because of assault. Right. We never would have known about this. Why wouldn't we have known about this? The Michael Vick issue, huge, huge, huge issue. I know it's old now. It's old news, but still it's there. You know, so why, why would this not have been leaked out at all? At all, including because they are so young, little puppies, and they are pit bulls. What else was he going to do with them? Yeah. There is no I think that without this recent issue, there's no reason to bring it up from a coaching perspective because he didn't really, like, break a serious law. And keep in mind, with coaches and players, especially a really great player, there is the fine line. Well, you messed up. How bad did you mess up? Like, can we cover this up? Because we really need you this next season. Oh, just puppies? Okay, fine. No one was hurt. I'm not saying Jimbo knew about this because I don't know. Um, But if he did, that's not as bad as, hey, you punched a girl at a bar. That's true. Well, we certainly will um, we'll find out more on that part of the story. But I definitely want to get into what Jimbo Fisher should do, what Florida State can do, and uh, whether or not his new prohibition in Tallahassee will work. You're listening to Helmets and Heels on 10 to Next on 2.5 FM. I put on your high heel sneakers. I put your wig hat on your head. Girls just want to talk football. More Helmets and Heels, now on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. That's not nerdy. But I sing to Elvis. As soon as I heard this, I was like, Donna. This screams Donna. Well, what I love is Donna's a little under the weather, but obviously she's she's here, so she's a trooper. But the best part is Elvis comes on. And she's just smiling over there. I know. Just, uh, yeah, she's. I, I mean, I don't know if you're tingling or not, but you're definitely smiling. Welcome back to Helmet and Heels. It's uh, two blondes and a brunette tonight. We are down blithe <laughs> as she's out in Cali. Maybe she'll come back a blonde. <gasps> Whoa! What? I don't think I she just, would ever do that. Blondes have more fun. So Her hair is way important. True. Yeah. Growing up, I used to think that might be true. The blondes have more fun. Yeah. And then the last, I don't know, year, two years, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily the case. No, it's true. I've been both. <laughs> I've been both. I can vouch. I have a lot of fun, Amanda. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, this is not a fight, okay? <laughs> You're right. Because if it was, I could kick your sore butt. Because you just yes, told you us could. that you got kicked 
by, well, not really kicked I did, to the butt, but yeah. kicked shoulders by a trainer today. Well, not literally, okay? You got to be careful when you throw <laughs> kicks and punches around these days. That's true. Okay. Um, I was, uh, I saw a personal trainer today at my gym, and um, he totally tore apart my shoulders and my buys and my tries. And so tomorrow, I will not be able to drive or type on my computer or, <laughs> or open any doors. Literally, like, before I'm leaving the gym, I'm picking up my water bottle to take a drink, and I can barely lift my water bottle to my mouth. I know that feeling. Whew. We did um, we did legs today, and it, then I went for a run after. Oh, that's the worst. You yeah, can't do that. The best is, like, people will drive by, and I'm going really slowly, right, because right. my legs are still burning. And I swear someone that drove by tonight was like, run faster. <laughs> Pick it up. I'm like, was- people, it's like 90 out. It's that was human. me. That was you. That was me. <laughs> Funny, it seemed like an overweight man, and I just wanted to yell back, like, drive faster before I run after you but anyway note to self cardio before weights yes well i don't have time oh yeah what i don't have a lot of you time it's the same thing right you just well, do no, I, oh, I, I have a trainer and so i have a set time to work out. oh got yes. it okay and so i have to do it at no that's okay i have to do it after well just so you know my trainer today said cardio doesn't matter what yeah that's the kind of advice that I, I was given originally i hate cardio i literally hate cardio because he's like how much cardio do you do i was like uh I hate it. If it's a good day, I'll do like 15 minutes. He's like, yeah, just do five. I'm like, wow. All right. That's what my old trainer used to do. Yeah. Just a few are, minutes. Are they saying just warm up? Low weight reps and then a no, I mean, no. low weight and then a lot of high reps? No, no, no. That's no. what I asked her today. Oh. Yeah. No, he actually did a different technique that I wasn't familiar with where he. He said it shocks your muscles when you switch it up where you do random weights. So, like, mm-hmm. you'll start out doing fives, let's just say, to just kind of warm up. But after, like, do 30, but then go down to 10 and then 15. Like, you just kind of, like, switch it around and your muscles don't really know what to do. Like oh, it. you are. Because they have, yeah. they have some <laughs> sort of brain of their own, obviously. Clearly. Yeah. All right. So, Jimbo Fisher in Tallahassee, head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. He is faced with a lot of stuff recently. And if I was him, I would not be a very happy camper because I would say to my players, hey, did you not just hear that my wife of, I don't know, 20 years and I are getting divorced? Could you guys just take it easy for a little while? Let me get my life in order. Right. But instead, that's obviously not the case. And his players have not exactly been acting the way that he would want them to act. So Jimbo comes out and says, fine. You can't figure out how to behave, then you are prohibited from going to bars. Ladies, will this work? Is that the approach you would take? Um, I don't think that's like a long-term solution. I think that's something to be like, you know what? If this is how you're going to behave, I'm going to take your fun away while I can figure out some other sort of punishment or classes or some sort of rehab-like thing where all these speakers are coming in and you're going to have to go through all these classes, whatever the, whatever the long-term solution is. Um, I think this is just a quick short-term. I think it's also meant to kind of get some of the players a, a little bit upset because if I were a player who liked to go to the bar and I was old enough to drink and I was behaving fine and this sophomore guy and freshman guy mess it up for me, I'm going to be pissed and I'm going to start holding them accountable. So I, I'm wondering if he's trying to create uh, like a trickle down effect Good you know, point. from the players. I, I think it's absurd. I mean, he's dealing with they're not adults. I'm sorry, but I know that. 18 calls you an adult. <laughs> Are any males under 30 adults? <laughs> no. 
No, and, and the same goes for females, you know. We're not. Sure, too. You're, until you get over that 30 age. Yes. Other than Amanda. You know. She's yes. a special case. Yeah, she is a special case. But um, Although I still can't rent a car, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, you can't. We'll get into that later. But when you, we were all teenagers once, and when you tell a teenager not to do something, and they're forbidden, forbade to do something, um, what do they do? They we go out anyway. and do it. Right. Yeah. We're tempted. Oh, you're telling us we can't too bad. I'm going to go out there and do this. You know, I, there's, I know this is what, kind of like Roger Goodell when he said, oh my gosh, this is it. Uh, 10 game suspension. I don't know what to do, you know, type of thing. Um, and I agree with Amanda saying it's probably just a temporary solution, but I do not think this at all is going to help. I think with what you put in the question um, to us in the email, it has to deal with recruiting. These little, you know, 16, 15-year-olds are being recruited by these top-notch schools thinking that they're the big shots, where they're just peons, little tiny peons, but they're treating them like, oh, my gosh, you can be this, you can be the stud, you can walk around campus and, you know, hold your head up high, and you can be drafted number one overall and start with us. You know, all that goes right to their head, and that's it, I think. So I look at it as it's just it's you're ruining them from the recruiting end right away. The problem with recruiting is that as even a child, when you're 15, 16, a teenager, you're always going to put your best foot forward if you're trying to play for a college. So a coach doesn't always see if you're a bad egg or not because they're not seeing your bad side. They are seeing your best self. So this isn't a recruiting issue. This is a leadership issue now that they are in college. I recently talked with a former player at Florida State, and I was just talking about the culture um, and trying to figure out, you know, what is the problem? Is it Jimbo? Is, is it the players? Is it someone outside of athletics altogether? What is going on? And he said that when he played there, they had a group that was they were the leaders of the group um, and Jimbo kind of assigned them like, hey, you go to class, you get good grades, you don't get in trouble. You are this class A athlete. I want you to be the leaders of this team. And it was a known thing and it was something that players looked up to them and they wanted to be them essentially and they would help other players. They would counsel them. They would give them advice. And he even told me a story about a player who actually plays in the NFL right now, and they had to kind of whip him into shape. And he came back later to him and said, hey, if you guys didn't talk to me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And it made a huge difference. And the problem could be that that doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if it does. um, But from what I've heard, it's not. Once those seniors left, it kind of just hey, do you want to be a part of this? Sure. And then we'll just, you know, it wasn't as prestigious as it was then. And that could be part of the issue. If your teammates aren't holding you accountable, yeah, you're going to listen to your coach, but it's almost going to be like your dad telling you what to do. It's not the same when your peers and your teammates are saying, hey, get it together. Right. I think the major difference is the best football players at that time, this was a couple years ago, were the ones that really, truly cared about the type of people that they were in yes. addition. They weren't just focused on football only yep. and, and winning only. They were good at it, and so they were able to do all of the above. Then all of a sudden you do have a character like Jameis Winston come in, and he's the best player on the team. And regardless of whether you want to say he was guilty during all that or just accused during, uh, you know, for some of those, whether or not some of them were silly incidents, regardless, the point is his name kept coming up in these kinds of murky issues, and you have an entire team looking up to him. 
right? He's the one on the bus going into Clemson and Death Valley and leading that team. And he's not leading them in off the field in the way that he should, right? Your leader should never, under any circumstances, have to miss time during a football game because he did something off the field. Right. And that's, the that's I think, and I'm not going to blame Jameis entirely, but I think he's a huge part of it, what, what, how the culture changed and why the culture is now to the point where you've got players banned from going to bars. Yeah. You know, like, that should not happen. It's college. You're supposed to be able to control yourself to be able to do – all that you want to do because you don't want to look back on your college experience and go, wow, I really missed out because I played football. You want to be able to look back and go, I played football to the best of my ability. I also had fun with my friends, but I kept it, you know, in check. Mm -hmm. And if they can't do that, then they're going to look back and go, well, you know what? I messed my entire life up. And that's what we have with DeAndre Johnson. But what people also need to understand is that right now, Florida State's under the microscope. So everything bad that happens, we're going to hear about. This, not to this level, happens at other schools, too. Like, today during SEC Media Days, Steve Spurrier, it was brought up, and he said, you know, we have a policy where my players know if they hit a girl, they're off the team. He said they had two players that did that, and nobody knew about it because they obviously weren't star players, and he said that. And they cut them and made them transfer, and they wiped their hands, and that was it. And we didn't hear about it because they weren't under the microscope for anything negative. It's so sad they or, rule like that. I know. Or did we not hear about it because they put a stop to it right away? Yeah, it's possible. Absolutely. How, you know, there's there's a difference. And I yeah. I complete if you are right with there, there's no leadership right now at FSU and Lauren says, Well, I don't want to blame Jame you know, blame Jameis, but there's a reason why hashtag blame Jameis was a thing. <laughs> you you're exactly right. Yeah. You know, he had everything fall down on him. You know, getting accused of this and that and this and that. Nothing ever happened. And look where he is now. Mm -hmm. So what do those players think? Oh, nothing's going to happen to me. I could still go number one overall. Who cares? Yeah. And the major difference probably, too, between the South Carolina incidents and Florida State is, at least as of right now, there's video footage. Yes. And nowadays, when you have video footage and it goes viral. You're done. You are done. All right. Really quickly, I want to throw in the uh, Jordan Spieth conversation. Ladies, do you watch golf on the weekends? Mm -hmm. I do. You do. Amanda? I mean, not really. You can take it or leave it, right? Yeah. Is Jordan Spieth making you excited about it? Are you going to pay attention to the Open? Do you know where the Open is this week? (laughs) Uh, In Andrews. (laughs) Let me check my Twitter really quick. Yeah, so it's in St. Andrews in Scotland. So Jordan Spieth is not affecting you, and that's really what I wanted to know. Is is he getting someone who doesn't pay attention to pay attention? I would say females in their 19 to 24 range. That's you. Ow, ow, which ow. Is me. Um, <laughs> they like Jordan Spieth because he's cute. I don't look at athletes that way because I cover them, so I look at them for other things, um, <laughs> like stats and how they play and things like that. Um, so he's so still winning in that category. <laughs> <laughs> so my concern is, is he becoming popular because he's hot? I don't think so. Yeah. And here's, I hope here's my not. reasoning. Okay. So obviously I play in the fantasy golf league mm-hmm. that I've talked about before. And that's one of the reasons that I pay a lot of, of attention to golf. And how much money is at stake? Uh, if I were to, I'm in third place right now. I'm nice. just in, behind second. And I gained some ground this past weekend. I picked Zach Johnson. He finished third. But the leader is a lot farther in front of me. And I've forgotten to pick a golfer like five times already <laughs> this season, which is terrible. But I, so I'd like to think that if I had picked all those times, I'd be at more head. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So I'm always paying attention to, of course, who I pick, of not course. necessarily that 
particular person who's winning or Jordan Spieth, for instance. Every t- place I go, everyone's cheering for Jordan Spieth. I was at a friend's house past weekend. He's cheering for Jordan Spieth. The obnoxious person in me says, no, 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 you're cheering for Zach Johnson. <laughs> this guy looks at me like, no, I'm cheering for Zach, or I mean, <laughs> Jordan Spieth. Take a chill pill. But the answer to how much money, the winner is going to win 1000 second place, 700 No, second place, 400 third place, 300 Nice. So to that total 1700 because there's 17 of us in the league. Um, Donna, what about you? How do you feel about Jordan Spieth? I... I actually have more to say than just one sentence, so we'll so, break and then. So you want to do it on the other side, is what you're nice. saying. All right, I do. We'll, we'll come back with a little bit more talk about the young, strapping blonde who has a receding hairline. As a matter of fact, um, Aww, it's taking bummer. over the PGA Tour. When we do return, you're listening to Helmets and Heels on Tenton XL 92.5 FM. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Helmets and Heels on 1010XL, 92.5 FM. I'm Amanda and Lauren here with you. We are missing live tonight, but she'll be back next week. Don't worry. As long as I guess she wants to come back from California, which is sometimes a tough thing. I mean, you almost stayed, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, California is a really cool place. It's just hard when you're like a nomad on vacation when you visit family. So like one day you're in your cousin's bed and the next year on an air mattress on the hardwood floor and then the next year on a couch (laughs) what i mean is when there's so many like so many family members in one place you can't you don't always have a bunch of beds for everyone so i was kind of a nomad for my sleeping situation and if you don't me i'm very um sensitive with my sleep (laughs) like that is one thing that i need and that's my sleep so i was happy to get back to my own bed that but i had a great vacation yeah i love california yeah it's great it's so great I've never been to Disneyland, though, so I'd like to hear about Blythe's adventure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Donna, what were you going to say about Jordan Spieth? I adore this guy. I absolutely adore him. And it's not because he has that sweet, innocent little, you know, boy next door kind of charm. But there's so many things about him where um, (laughs) he's so competitive, but yet he's so calm. You know, if you kind of compare him along with Billy Horschel, Horschel will, you know, chuck his clubs. He'll do what I know I would do on a golf course. I'd chuck my clubs. There'd be, you know, words flying left and right, <laughs> F-bombs, you know, up in the air. But he's just so sweet. You know, he almost, he should be the guy that has dimples. That's what it <laughs> seems like. Just so you'd be like, oh, my gosh, I just need to squeeze those cheeks, you know. But. To me, as a mom, you could tell he was raised right. He was just raised with values and as a gentleman. And to me, that's what comes out, and that's what makes him so lovable. And so easy to cheer for, absolutely. You want him to succeed because you know that he has – he has done it the right way, and you can tell he is embraced by a lot of his fellow golfers, mm-hmm. and a lot of the ones that win a lot are not necessarily like that. You can tell that they're probably a little more of the um, cutthroat mm-hmm. mentality, and Spieth doesn't seem like that at all. And then the fact that you know he he's still really close with his family, I just love that. Um, he has a little sister who has some, I guess, developmental issues, and he mm-hmm. has started a foundation for her, and the, also just... 
I think he even missed like his high school graduation because he was playing really well in a tournament. That's so freaking cool. Like yeah. to be able to be that young, but that poised. And yeah, so I'm, I, I think that he is having some people tune into golf, especially this week yeah. to see if he can, he can accomplish what, you know, not many have done before him. I mean, I wasn't paying really any attention to the John Deere classic this past weekend. <laughs> Until it went in the playoff. Well, and, you know, and they were talking about him. Oh, he's just trying to tank it, you know, to, leave early and not make the weekend. But then he, you know, went around and was seven under uh, the end of the day on Friday. And I'm like, holy cow. Well, he turned this around. And then I was watching nonstop all weekend. And now I can't wait until 4 a.m., you know, Thursday morning (laughs) so I can be recording it just to see. I mean, this guy is just so likable. And look, I'm, I'm like my husband. I'm a Tiger fan, you know, and it Damn, he makes it hard to still be a fan of his for every little thing that comes out. Maybe did he break up, you know, the Jason Duffner marriage or not, sleeping with his ex-wife. You know, it's just, come on, Tiger, you're killing me. And then here comes this guy, Jordan Spieth, who's just, aww. Do you think you can use Jordan Spieth to get over being a fan of Tiger? Yeah. And will you? I will root more for Jordan than I will for Tiger. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that there's a natural cycle. Like, Mm -hmm. Tiger, whether you want to believe it or not, is on his way out, whether that's tomorrow or in seven years. I don't know. But, I mean, it's happening, and Jordan is just, you know, slid his way in, and uh, he's not going anywhere. Like, if it comes down to, say, a playoff between those two, I will be rooting for Jordan. Now, he is the young one. He's the up-and-coming. Of course, you always want to root for the underdog and the new guy and everything like that. But if... It wouldn't surprise me if Tiger did something amazing. I'll be like, not surprised. <laughs> you know, not surprised. Way to go. I'm it not going to surprises hate me that you still cheer for Tiger somewhat after, you know, all the stories that have come out of all the, his wrongdoings. But you know what? It, if that's the person that, you know, you're excited about there's, in the red on Sunday, then go for it. There's things about him that he's just, um, a, I think, I don't want to say a guy being a guy. It's just there's, he's not violent. You know, yeah. he's not violent. There's no animal. <laughs> That's our standard these days, <laughs> right? Way for professional it's athletes. sad. He's not violent. There's no animal <laughs> cruelty as far as we know. And the blood spinning deal with his knees, I'm still waiting to see if that comes out to be that he was actually taking some kind of steroid or whatnot. No steroids have come out about him, but that's when I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall. But other than that, hmm. it's hard. You know, I just whatever. What? Hey, I can humans make mistakes, right? He is, and he is very human. No, he he's an animal. He's a tiger. <laughs> oh, <laughs> rawr, rawr. <laughs> All right, so Serena Williams over the weekend. There was a great tweet from J.K. Rowling, who, if people don't know, she wrote the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. Um, Donna, tell everybody what she said about Serena Williams. She said... Hashtag Serena Slam. I love her. What an athlete. What a role model. What a woman. But she said this in response to haters, right? No. No. She just oh, tweeted this she out just, okay, herself. Okay. That okay, was, yes. Yeah. That's how it all got started. It. Okay. And then one, one of, yeah, one of her followers tweeted out, yeah, well, it helps when you, your body is a man or something like that. When you're, you when know, you look like a man, when you look like a man. Like yeah. And um and then she of My course fired voice. back. That's okay. She fired back with something like a, a not something like she fired back with a picture of Serena in a dress, a really tight, sexy dress mm-hmm. and heels. And she said, "Yeah." This is exactly what my husband looks like in the dress, too. You're an idiot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which, wow. that's exactly what I feel like every smart 
woman would have fired back with. Mm-hmm. I was I was happy to see that she took something so obvious and made such a good point with it. But so you watch, you know, sports, whether it's men playing, women playing. Would you say that there gets to a point where a woman looks too much like a guy? It's funny because Donna and I were talking about this earlier this week when we were tossing around this topic. And it's crazy because we all work out, whether we did that today or we used to or whatever. And we... <laughs> she looks over at Donna and says, no, or we did used to. <laughs> I'm saying we all collectively... <laughs> Listen, when I was on vacation, I didn't work out, okay? Yesterday was my first day back Nicely in the done. gym. Anyway, it's really hard to look like Serena and Venus because they're very built and so Donna and I were like, hey, I wonder if they've ever taken steroids because they look jacked, not in a bad way. They just, you know, they have big muscles. And um, so we were looking into it and we kind of looked at their parents and saw, you know, Serena's mom is taller and bigger and whatever. And so maybe she it's she genetics. She yeah. is She-Hulk. And it's so funny that we were talking about genetics because today when I met with the trainer, he was like, so what's your overall goal? And I'm like, oh, here we go. And I'm like, I just want to be toned, you know? He's like, well, I can tell you there's a fear among females that if you lift heavy weights, you're going to get big. And he's like, you have estrogen. You cannot get big. So I'm like, all right, so we're working out. We're doing all these things. I see this girl and I'm like, you're telling me I can't get big. And I point over at this girl and she, she looks great, but she's just big. And he's like, she has great genetics and she competes. And so I'm like, okay, there's definitely a weird thing there. Yeah, she has great genetics, but because she competes, she could also take supplements and, you know, do all these crazy things. So I think it's a combination of things. But with them, they're athletes. But then, Donna, you brought up how other tennis players don't look like that. None of them. No other tennis, and especially the guys. Right. I said, well, look at the guys. You know, if you're going to compare athletes, we're not looking at linemen. Mm -hmm. We're not looking at, you know, compared to wide receivers, compared to quarterbacks. Each position, you know, is obviously built different, but all the male tennis players are all thin. They're fit. Mm -hmm. They're fit as anything, but they're all thin. All the female tennis players, there's a couple of them that are... um, More muscular. Yeah, like Monica Seles wasn't a, a peanut, you know, but Chrissy Everett was. You know, they're just, they're different, but the majority of them are, are very thin. They're not linebacker size. Yeah. And it's just until I would have thought for sure. And they we looked it up how many times they got tested. And in 2000, what, 13, Serena, along with a couple of the, the like Federer and Djokovic, I believe, got tested 11 different times. In one year. That year. Yeah. Now, it doesn't surprise me. Only the top headliners. You know, the other ones but- didn't. What we didn't confirm is if they tested for HGH. Yes. Because if they don't, then they could take that. Now, what does that specifically do? I don't know. Um, I haven't researched into HGH. But that would be an interesting thing to look into. Yeah. Well, there's obviously in tennis, the the reason that most of them are not bigger is because you're trying to sprint. And the faster you are, the faster you're going to – the lighter you are, the faster you're going to be. Right. But – Obviously, she's very successful in her sport, and a lot of it comes from her power that a lot of people can't match. And so, obviously, the way she trains is a little bit different or a lot different than how most people do. Yep. But And I always joke about the fact that, like, my arms are muscular, and so – and I know Blaylock used to make the same joke, like, man arms, man shoulders, what have you. Yeah. And so, there are times that, like, you'll see a picture, and you'll go, oh, my gosh, that is not – what I wanted to look like, you know, maybe I need to tone it down on certain things. So I think a lot of it is genetics, though, because I work out with a girl and she does not have muscular, super manly arms. 
but I do. Right. So not it's just the way that your body is built. It's absolutely the way. And, and it I, is I genetics too. Yeah. It is mainly. a little bit of genetics as far as losing weight, gaining weight, being fit, not being fit. Some people, it takes a year to see, uh, to see results in the gym. Others, it takes a week and that's just your body. Absolutely. So, you know what? I, I really didn't have a problem with the guy that tweeted back about saying she's built like a man because my reaction was, well, yeah, she is built like a man. She is built. She's not built like a normal female. Yeah. And right. for, she's built like a strong female. Yeah. But for JK Rowling to be like, yeah, because I, I get it. But no, she is. She's not. Yeah, she is jacked up. You know, yeah. if you walked in here like that, I'd I'd question, be like, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you taking what? would be my oh, question. <laughs> that to me, is, to me, that's not very feminine to have no. more muscles right. than whoever you're going to be dating. That's just. <laughs> that's just why you date odd. someone bigger than you. Yeah. Yes. Well, not always. You don't yeah. have to. But, you know. but, you know, the problem, I, I'm not a, I'm not a Venus or Serena fan. I'm just. I'm not. They've won. I think it's that. Okay. They've won so much. I'm just over it. Can somebody new please get into the tennis realm? Because I am yeah. sick of it. It's been close to 15 years and we're still hearing about the same people. It's the same. It's Federer. It's Djokovic. <laughs> it's Williams. But can't you Sharapova. say that about Tiger? Well, too? that's why he hasn't done anything. Right. But being a fan of squat. Tiger. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why, but yeah. it, it, there's little things that irk me. Yeah, the grunting I can't stand. I don't like the weird outfits. <laughs> Everybody grunts in tennis. No, no, they do not. <laughs> no, the grunting. See, this is one of my things. A little rant. I don't like that. I don't like that. I get that she has won those three slams, so they call it the Serena Slam. Does she have uh, to call it the Serena Slam herself? I don't agree with that. <laughs> oh yeah, winning the Serena Slam is just so great. Really? Why don't I don't you watch just talk about yourself in the third person. You know, when Serena was out there playing, <laughs> Serena was looking pretty good. You know, it's not a Seinfeld episode. I just don't agree with, you know. It'd be a lot funnier if it was. It, yeah, it, would, it would. And be. I would, be, okay, Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. <laughs> Anybody that's a Seinfeld fan, I hope just got that. <laughs> All right. And, and lastly, really quick, outside of dancing, let's take the other sports where the way you look is not necessarily part of the sport. So outside of cheerleading, outside of dancing, if a woman's going to play soccer, volleyball, tennis, should they wear makeup? Should they not wear makeup? If they want to, I just think that's a personal preference. I mean, guys don't wear makeup because they don't in other realms mm-hmm. of their life. Unless they're on TV. Right. Unless they're on TV. Um, so if they want to, sure. If not, some women don't even wear makeup and they're not athletes just because A, they don't need it. B, they just never got into it. Whatever. That's fine. Others wear tons of makeup to the gym, to the beach, like wherever, where you would think that you don't need it. So I think it's a personal preference. I don't care. Okay. I don't think I'd ever see a problem with it unless it's like obnoxious, like someone going full bore and kind of like the bright red lipstick. (laughs) That was just put on for the photo shoot or the fake eyelashes. Something like that. That's you wouldn't you wouldn't notice it unless it really pops out. So yeah. I don't have an issue with, you know, some eyeliner here, some mascara, lip gloss, whatever. The only thing I would say is that it's the intention behind it. If you care more yeah. about the way you look than you care about your performance on the field, yeah. then if you're my teammate, I'm going to come and take all your makeup and throw it down the toilet right, and right. say, get back out on the you If know, you're spending field. more time, exactly. like if you're waking up early Perfect. and not getting enough sleep and you're not eating and preparing for the game because you're doing your makeup, yes, that's a problem. Exactly. All right, good. Well, you know what? We all agree, and I yep. like when we agree. I don't think any of us. How much makeup are you wearing right now? 
Like, um, basic, a little more than usual because I did TV. If I don't do TV, I'll just put some mascara on. Really? Yeah, I have nothing. And on. cover. Well, you know, I came from the gym, so yeah, yeah. I got nothing. We'll but see what Tony's wearing. That's no makeup what I was Tuesday. Say. I want to check in and see what kind of makeup fat Tony's wearing and what he can <laughs> recommend for us for our next photo shoot. You, which know, you know, is going to be soon. There are like no makeup selfie trends that are like showing pageant queens and people with bun- a bunch of makeup next to a makeup-free selfie to like promote. That we are beautiful in our natural state. Hell yeah, we are. You're yeah. listening to Helmets and Heels on 1010 XM on 2.5 FM.